David Strickland was a 29-year-old American actor best known for his role as a rock journalist on the hit sitcom Suddenly Susan. After a weekend Las Vegas bender of coke, booze, and strip clubs with actor Andy Dick, David was found hanging in his hotel room, dead. Did David really kill himself? This week on Death and Entertainment. Live from Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. Ah! What do you call this thing, anyway? Death in entertainment. Hello. Oh, yeah. Dipod World. <laughs> How you doing? Hello there. We've made it all the way to episode 30. Woo! Oh, wow. I feel like that's a big number. Adulting yeah. over here. We're yeah. out, of, out of our quarter life crisis here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just getting to our crisis. Yeah. <laughs> the crisis begins now. Yeah. What's yeah. up, everybody? My name's Kyle Plouffe. My name is Mark Mulcairn. My name's Alejandro Dowling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we are here for the 30th episode about David Strickland. Um, yes. I think you said this is a, this is a first in Dipod history. Well, let's let's hold off. We don't want to. We don't oh, want to. Uh, we don't want to um, spoil it. Yeah, Kyle's just jerking yeah. off right when we sit down here. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Let's uh, have a little preamble. It's a first. Like last mm. week, right off the top, he's trying to get people to listen to another podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> or another movie. Well, yeah. now I'm just teasing our own, so now people oh, actually stick that's around. True, but you're almost spoiling the tease. <laughs> yeah, it would be like it'd be like if this week Mark is like, oh, by the way, there's a great new David Strickland miniseries on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that y'all should turn yeah. to right now. Pause right now. this. It's coming out next month. Just pause this and yeah, and go uh, check that out. When it's it really out. good. It's yeah. called the Strickland Files. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good name. It is. It, it feels like a ripoff of X Files, but like, yeah. <laughs> whole oh, different genre. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just without uh, David Duchovny oh, yeah. and the, aliens. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> other than that, it's the same. That's the sales pitch to the studio. The truth yeah. is out there yeah. with uh, Andy Dick somewhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, right now we are covering the day of March 22nd, 1999. Uh, a lot of stuff was going around this time. I, I remember 1999 very well. Yeah. In a couple of months, I will be going to Woodstock 99. Coming soon to a <laughs> pod near you. <laughs> yes. We're, we're going to be covering that at some time Which, soon. Which uh, Andy Dick performed at. He oh, did. And it was awful. How drunk was he that weekend, do you think? Mm hmm. He was. You can't even. He was in a different universe. You can't measure that in Andy yeah. Dick. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can only measure it against other versions of Andy Dick. At what, po- <laughs> at what point does Andy Dick say, "All right, maybe this is enough"? Yeah. Like never. Uh, like oh in a God. weekend, like yeah, this when, one. When yeah. would he have said that ever? <laughs> the only thing he says is, "People say I'm bisexual, but I'm trisexual because I'll try anything." Yeah, that was like his catchphrase. For <laughs> yeah. I remember he was on the original Politically Incorrect with uh, Bill Maher. Oh, and really? he had that same line. Oh, God. And then he high five with John Waters or something or some other person. But uh, I, we John feared- Waters. He's like, I'll try anything, too. Yeah. As long <laughs> as it's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> we feared this is going to become the Andy Dick podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it slowly is becoming exactly it that. It might. It might. Yeah. Not that slowly. We pretty much jumped into it. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much <laughs> With did. our Andy Dick stories. I, right I got a couple locked and loaded. I'm sure you guys do, too. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in Hollywood... If you live here five years, you're going to have an Andy Dick story yeah. at some point. Yeah, you'll run into him around town somewhere. Yeah. 
also of note, we were uh, talking about recently, I think it was on the Oscars episode, about Fanta. No, yeah, that was yeah, uh, no, yes, thank you. I, I'm vindicated here, by the way. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, it, was, something... it was not the Oscars. It was the the one where you were trying to promote the Netflix. Oh, Sousa. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sousa. Sousa. Yeah, Wallace, Wallace Sousa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fanta Orange Drink was made by the Coca-Cola company to circumvent trade embargo laws, allowing the company to profit during World War II. Speaking of this scumbag. Is from Sabrina Figueroa. Um, yeah, she said she heard it mentioned in the podcast and wanted to verify that it is correct. I, well, I knew that. You guys didn't believe me. But she said also the computer company IBM directly helped the intake of Jews and other prisoners during yep. the Holocaust. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they counted all the, n- the numbers of the uh, people. Wow. Yeah, thank you, Sabrina. She emailed yeah. us with this information. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's also a fan of Clifford. Yes. Okay, well, they're, they're, that's where we depart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, oh, I love all your episodes, except Lil Peep. Did she really say that? Well, yeah. she just said she's, she doesn't know who he was. No, she's just too old. She hates me. Yeah, she hates <laughs> yeah. you specifically. So, I like we bring it up in a positive way. Now we've all turned on Sabrina. She's like fuck Sabrina Except for Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> no, Sabrina. No, we love you, Sabrina. I still think you're great, even though <laughs> thank you. you hate me. And thank you for vindicating me because I knew I was right, but I didn't uh, put up enough of a stink because we were kind of rocking and rolling. I didn't want to stop the whole podcast. <laughs> you sounded sure, though. Uh, yeah. I believed you. you okay, know? Kyle's like, "Wait, that was that's weird." I that's know. Not wow. true. What yeah. he was yeah. thinking of that Netflix <laughs> yeah. movie. He was trying He's to like, get how people do we to push watch this other uh, yeah. fucking series. The strange part is, though, I brought it up as like a throwaway line. Yeah, about something like Fanta being the sponsor. Yes, and then suddenly it turned into an interesting, you know, yeah, tidbit. Tidbit. You, you never know what you're going to pick up on. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of picking up on things, um, around this time, can we hear, Kyle, what was the most popular music going on the week of March 22nd, 1999? Uh, yeah, we are here. Uh, you said March 22nd, 1999? Yes, I did. Yeah, I don't think you're going to like this top five. Uh, <laughs> Do either. I ever? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, now we're back like years and years from the Cardi B era. Yeah, this, this is should like, be something. This is for like you. my heyday. This yeah. is like when I should have I yeah. been enjoying things. Let's see. Maybe you'll like at least one of the songs. <laughs> yeah. This is a uh, all female murderer's row here. Um, oh, okay. We got everybody's favorite beaten dog song. Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, God. oh! Every ASPCA. The arms of the angel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every crying, beaten, uh, shaking, terrified angel. dog in a cage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure that money doesn't go to the right place. I'm sure, like every no. every organization like that, there's some real be- bad shit going on. Yeah. Woof woof. Adopt a dog today. <laughs> it funds like a cartel somewhere in like the middle of South America. <laughs> Nobody likes my dog impression. I like it. I, I, was there a dog in here? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good dog impression. <laughs> wait, 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 what's dog <laughs> they brought uh george clooney in season one of south park uh because he enjoyed the show so much and they didn't give him any lines they made him play a dog and i remember just do that. that yeah yeah <laughs> it was george clooney because at the credits at the end it says in the dog george clooney i was like wait was that really yeah. him doing that which also was i believe 1999 when that happened true um number four on the billboard charts is i still believe by mariah carey Okay, not bad. Hmm. I like Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah? Yeah, not that song. But, you know. <laughs> I told you we'd find one. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
number three, Angel of Mine by Monica. Angel of mine. Is she the one that died in the plane accident? No. <laughs> Mark. That was Aaliyah. That was Aaliyah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and she was 15 when R. Kelly was, like, hooking up with her. Separate pod. Uh, We're going to do a pod on that. Yeah, that yeah. is uh, another one. They lying on me. Yeah. <laughs> they lying on me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you thought Monica was the one that died in the plane crash and married R. Kelly and all that? How am I supposed to know? <laughs> what, was I alive during this time? Yeah. What, are you lying on me? <laughs> <laughs> That's an alternative history where yeah. it was Monica that <laughs> yeah. died. This is the Mandela effect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two is one of... Uh, Dipod's topics that we covered, one of our stories, uh, Miss Whitney Houston, Heartbreak Hotel. Oh, oh. man. Yep. Did uh, Bobby write that with her? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> not, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, number one is one of the biggest earworms of all time, because this will get stuck in your head, uh, Believe by Cher. Oh, yeah. No matter how hard I try. <laughs> well, you believe it? That's a first auto-tune, or one of the first big auto-tune songs. I mean, yeah. The first, yeah, huge yeah. use of it. I remember I went down to... I went down to Fort Lauderdale with some friends, and that song was fucking everywhere. You couldn't yeah. miss it. Oh, that, yeah. that, that, that uh, spring break, I was fucking... That same time, I think I was down there. Fort oh, Lauderdale. with... Uh, uh, what's his name? Who? Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. No, different trip. That was a different trip. Different trip. Okay, trip. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You uh, he was still there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You saw Jeffrey Jones every yeah. trip lurking in the corner <laughs> as Where that song going? was playing and Mark had his shirt off on the dance floor. Where are we going this year? <laughs> <laughs> Ten times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's how they uh, secretly went on the trips together, though. They would both show up at the airport. Oh, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah, then... I just dropped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy seeing you here. <laughs> you... Oh, my God. We have the same hotel room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that is the top five Billboard charts. I noticed that there were two Angel songs and two uh, Believe songs. Oh, look at that. I mean, what's going on? Wow, you and, are, you're like the rain man of like knowing all these songs. I, and Heartbreak <laughs> Hotel when uh, Whitney Houston died in a hotel. So wow. you know, we got a lot of connections And there. Uh, her heart broke. That is true. Wow. You know, because it it's crazy when you think about it. Hot Tub Hotel. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Or was it Monica that oh, drowned yeah. in the yeah. bathtub? She, she had the heart attack in the bathtub. Yeah. Actually, I thought of another connection. Brandy and Monica did The Boy Is Mine. Yep. And Brandy was a family friend of Whitney Houston's. Yep. And Whitney Houston and Ray J were fucking. Yes. Oh, man. And also, Brandy killed somebody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so she will Actually, be a future episode. That is going to be. Guys, yeah. we're drawing all these connections on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got some uh, <laughs> red string. <laughs> yeah. We're, just, we're putting the pieces together here, okay? And a lot of good future episodes coming yeah, up. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, let's see what the movies were at this time. Check them out. Number five, Cruel Intentions. Love it. Based on the taming of the shrew, I believe. Right? I I think, yeah, Shakespeare, right? Something yeah, so, something they didn't have to pay for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to sound smart, but yeah. I, I'm failing. <laughs> yeah, it actually was uh, was a fair. Uh, you know, what am I thinking of? Not adaptation. True. Adaptation. Yeah. Kyle, can you confirm what it was based on? Uh, it was based on Les Liaisons Dangerous. Oh, dangerous by Liaisons. Pierre 
Choderlos de Laclos. Is that the Michael Douglas mm. movie? Dangerous Liaison? John Malkovich. Oh. Oh. I was close. Anyway, okay. um, pretty good movie. I liked it. Well, it was the girl on girl kiss. That one yes. best best kiss at the uh, MTV Movie Awards. Selma Blair. See, I know all and, the important facts. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she calls herself. Howard Stern hates her. I know. Galar. Yeah. All right, uh, number four, Baby Geniuses. What a nice. kids movie with Kathleen Turner and Christopher Lloyd. Oh my God! It, you never experienced this movie. Never, Kyle. Uh, I definitely didn't see it. No. Oh, it is frightening. It sounds the effects like, aren't very good. It's live action, right? Yeah, and yeah. but the lips move with the babies when they talk. Oh, that's weird. And they act like adults. It's very that's disturbing. Creepy, man. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what is that? Showing <laughs> us a movie. A no, photo. it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's fucking crazy shit. We'll we'll put it on the uh, send it to me so I can put yeah. it on the Instagram. Oh yeah, there you go. We post How would you even describe that photo? <laughs> that <looks> like, <laughs> terrifying. Like baby Herman meets Freddy Krueger. It looks like a baby that you buried in uh, like the pet cemetery, and then you 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 oh, dug it yeah. up, and then that's what comes out. Yeah, it came back. It's not happy. It ain't happy. <laughs> it looks like a, like Chucky if he was little a baby. Chucky, baby Chucky. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a movie they're gonna do next, baby Chucky. Baby Chucky. Yeah. We, we better trademark that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, patent pending, uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, number three, true crime. Speaking of, is that with Clint Eastwood? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh. I'm surprised you pulled that out so fast. Well, I remember that movie somewhat. I didn't watch it, but like I remember it existed. And for you know the youngins out there, yeah, the younglings, yep, as you and McGregor says in the Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> the younglings. This is before Clint was respected again as a filmmaker. Yeah. He like won an Oscar for Unforgiven, and then he did Bridges of Madison County in in ninety five or did. something ninety six. That I guess that was sort of a hit. Okay, but that was kind of made fun of for being sappy. I never watched it. It's just very well, slow and boring. I just remember, you know, all yeah. the jokes. True right. Crime was a box office bomb. It says sixteen million. It made <laughs> against its fifty five million dollar budget. Yeah, so he was he was making movies like that, like blood work, like yeah. these thrillers that nobody cared about. Yeah. And then he went and did Mystic River finally yeah. years later. That's what brought it back. And yeah, and then after that it was like boom, 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 like million dollar baby. It's weird how he decided, like, oh, it's gonna I'm gonna make good movies from now on. Yeah. Because he was content making these old man thrillers like John yeah. Grisham style that nobody cared about. Maybe he just needed like that inspiration or, you know, maybe Dennis Lehane is the person that mm. uh, inspired him. my daughter in there? <laughs> is that my daughter in there? <laughs> he met, he had the lunch with Sean Penn. Yeah. And Sean Penn's like, I really want to smelt an Oscar one day. <laughs> I want to take a bullet for Ukraine one day. Whoa, why and would Clint you even do like, that? <laughs> Clint is like, I'll help you get an Oscar so you can smelt it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest conversation they had ever. Like, yeah. No one's on yeah, the like, same page, but why, they are. Somewhere. Why didn't they just want to make a good movie? <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. with the hell of it. They had this weird plan. They want to be involved in wars and uh, weird protests. <laughs> All right. So number two, analyze this. Oh, yeah. Which I've said to you guys, I think it's a classic comedy. I love it. Some would say it inspired The Sopranos, but I disagree with that because I think Sopranos was already in the works. No, it it had already premiered. 
Okay. Oh, had it. Okay. Yeah, because um, this is ninety nine. Yeah, Sopranos was like January nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. So it was, if anything, parallel thinking. You know who did work on that movie? David Mamet, the uh, the really the uh, playwright, like a script doctor. Script doctor. Oh, really? Yeah. He didn't get a, a credit on it. I don't ah. think. But. Well, it is a sharp movie. It is. Some I people, could, I could be wrong there. Maybe, maybe it was like J.J. Abrams or something. But go that's ahead, Kyle. quite a big difference. <laughs> big difference. Some people also say about analyze this that it actually inspired analyze that, but I don't believe it. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> I had that one locked and loaded. <laughs> He's reading off the teleprompter. Yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you can imagine that meeting because analyze this made a ton of money, which I helped contribute to, by the way, because I saw it in the theater <laughs> multiple oh, times. Wow. Just the you one I was credit. satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> but they sit down like, oh my God, the sequel. We'll say that instead of this. Yeah. <laughs> analyze that. It's perfect. <laughs> Should have had a third one. Analyze those. Oh, my Anal- Analyze these. <laughs> oh, my fungal. <laughs> analyze these nuts. <laughs> it was Kenneth Lonergan I was thinking about. I knew it was a playwright mm, that I contributed, uh, but he actually did get a credit. And it's just weird the the writer of, uh, you know, um, D- that Casey Affleck one. Casey Affleck, yeah, uh, Gloucester by the Sea. Oh, Manchester. Yeah, Manchester Man- by Man- the Man- Sea. Well. Gloucester yeah. by the Sea. Framingham. <laughs> Framingham by the Sea. Yeah, it's not yeah. even by the Sea. Yeah, that's the sequel. <laughs> that's the sequel. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I Wait, ain't fucking leaving. Was, was that? That sounded like the same guy from Mystic River you just did in Ooh. Manchester. Oh yeah. <laughs> my God is broken. Is that my daughter's broken heart in there? Is that my ocean in there? <laughs> is that Casey Affleck hiding in there? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he so small? But in Gone Baby Gone, he's beating up all these people in bars yeah. uh, and putting his hands on women. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> hello, Whoa, Joaquin. Where are you? Analyze oh, these. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> where are you going, assistant? Come on here. <laughs> what a nut, Joaquin. Oh, oh yeah. And Casey. Imagine those two fucking nuts together. Imagine that conversation. When they were doing that movie, oh, uh, uh, I'm still here. I'm still here. That yeah. fake documentary. Yeah, imagine those nuts. Yeah, when they were sitting around planning this thing, just taking bumps of coke. Like, who yeah. should we talk to next? P Diddy. Yeah, and he's like trying to get a hooker or whatever. Like, yeah, that was it's such a weird be documentary. The craziest performance art thing ever. Yeah, well, they're trying to do something that they're not. They're trying to do like you know what Sean Penn and those guys were doing in the 70s or 80s, like avant garde weird shit, just to kind of like. Yeah. Practice acting and stuff, and like the going Beaver trilogies. That be- that's what I'm of? talking about. Yeah, the Beaver. Yeah. Remember that Crispin Glover, uh, Sean Penn, and I think maybe Nicolas Cage did one. No, no, it was it was just Crispin Glover, Sean Penn. Okay, yeah, it's fantastic. I uh, I first saw it in Madison, you know, before it was that much of a thing because there was a This American Life episode about it. But yeah. wow, I mean, it just blows well, you away when you first hear about the story, and then when you see the movie. It's weird. Yeah. You've never seen anything like it. Nothing. Truly. It's 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 fright it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, in case you forgot, we were going through the movies. The movies. Top movies, yeah. The top five. March twenty second, nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. And yeah. now actually it's fitting because this is kind of dramatic. The number one movie at this time is Forces of Nature. What? Starring Sandra Bullock. Okay. And Ben Affleck. Got it. And David Strickland. Whoa! The subject of today's episode. So this is what I was alluding to at the beginning of the episode. This is the first time that our current uh, 
topic, our current our person, subject matter, yes, our per- current yeah. subject <laughs> <laughs> is in the uh, the pop culture flash. Yeah, especially that's the number one movie. That's crazy. Well, it's it, probably a reason why is because um, you know a person this young that just had a big movie come out mm-hmm. usually does not die that quickly. Yeah, by choice. Well, we'll see about we'll that. We'll see. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's keep it open, you know. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, David Strickland, you guys know that much about him? I no. Besides Suddenly Susan. That's, his that's it. Yeah. I knew him at the time because of Suddenly Susan. I was one of those geeky kids that was watching all those like Thursday night lineup yeah. shows. Yeah. I just watched a lot of bad TV. That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so David Strickland was born October 14, 1969 in Glen Cove, New York. Never heard of it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's Long Island. Glencoe. Yeah. Uh, his parents were executives, so they moved around a lot. Um, they moved then to Princeton, New Jersey, and then to Los Angeles, where David went to high school at Palisades High. This uh, is also a recurring thing, isn't it? Where yeah. like Phil Hartman went all over totally. and stopped in L.A. and Yeah. Yeah, I think... Brittany I, Murphy. I actually had that here. Like, a lot of comedians and just overall entertainers, they, you know, I think because they feel the need to constantly entertain people to go to new places or have some in, mm-hmm. you know, and always, like, be tap dancing because they never know. They always have to, like, you know, ingratiate yeah. themselves to a new group of people and shit. Right. And a new scene. And, you know, you just don't develop your own sense of self if you're constantly doing that. No. Yeah. So that's David, basically. <laughs> um, he, All right. Good night, folks. Yeah. Good night, folks. <laughs> yeah. So David was in a bunch of bands growing up. Um, one of the bands he was in was with this guy, Bob Sheehan, who went on to play in Blues Traveler. Nice. He's one of the founding members of Blues Traveler. That's awesome. Another 90s staple, like Suddenly Susan. So, <laughs> Give me a run around. Why you want to give me the run around? And they used a thin guy in the video, remember? Yeah, who, there was just some random thing. Yeah, instead of showing, what's his name? John, John Popper. Popper. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he was a big guy. Yeah. The, this I like their music. Their first album was good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, they were kind of like lame in retrospect. <laughs> I still no, listen to them. It's no, I it, it was <laughs> they're all right for you though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love Blues Traveler if you grew up in the nineties. Yeah, I did. You know, it just it takes you way back. The nostalgia yeah. just goes up big time when you hear that. Yeah. Um yeah, he seemed to be like growing up, he was that young dude that really couldn't focus on anything. Like, you know, he um he went to various colleges, junior colleges, you know, Santa Monica College, which is like we're just it's basically a community college. Mm-hmm. Um he didn't finish anywhere and he just kinda like fucked around for a couple of years after he went to high school. He did a ton of odd jobs and like random sales gigs. Then he started acting. He did something like 68 student films, which is obscene number of student films. Like, yeah. I think he just had that mentality. He just kept after it, just kept like getting better, knowing that the more you do, the better you get. Like one of 68 is going to be Brett Ratner. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's a numbers game, and maybe yeah. he just like that's the mentality he has. He just got to keep working, working, working. That's pretty much what he did. Why not sixty nine though? Yeah, making an even sixty nine. Yeah, 
Well, let's call Forces of Nature a student film. And okay. <laughs> nice. Um, he took a, uh, some L.A. acting classes and he really honed his craft. I say in quotation marks. So are you inserting a little bit of your opinion? Like in a little sass? A critique, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that a little shade? Sass detector. Yeah, well, beep, you know, beep, 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 beep. some people are good actors, some people are... Okay. Um, <laughs> finally, he started hitting his stride. He got yeah. some roles on Roseanne. Okay. Mad about you. He did like a, <laughs> <laughs> I thought the bitch was white. <laughs> my new husband's coming in next oh week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought the bitch Jerry. was white. Yeah. <laughs> her and Joe My Rogan. daughter's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, her daughter has just come out saying she was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And forced to go to this camp for like years or something. Norm MacDonald was the only person who said yeah she's great everyone else is like she's a nightmare she's crazy she beat me that may have been a bit though too you never know with norm yeah yeah he's like very sarcastic numbers on all of us yeah (laughs) (laughs) poor roseanne her and joe rogan didn't get the memo that you can't (laughs) now i don't want to get into it (laughs) let's just say you shouldn't make ape jokes yeah jesus well they're of a different generation i guess i don't know yeah. um so yeah david strickland also in sister 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 yeah he didn't play one of the sisters <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't come in as the third sister in the second season <laughs> um until he got he got his big break with suddenly susan Ooh. in 1996 <sighs> this show was created by clyde phillips born in dorchester massachusetts Dorchester <laughs> it was created originally as a drama and then he had adapted it after like i think the studio or his agent told him it'd play good as a comedy and it was called suddenly susan as a drama probably a different title um suddenly last summer yeah yeah <laughs> the co-stars of this show were judd nelson brooke shields and kathy griffin that murderer's row of uh of yeah that is talent. a that is a <laughs> 90s cast right there yeah that is the most 90s cast i think i've ever seen and i don't judd think nelson, i realized that was judd nelson yeah judd nelson's actually 80s <laughs> i know i think a lot of 80s stars got a lot of uh replay in the 90s as as like tv stars like michael j fox and mm-hmm. like um spin city spin city yeah. and who also replaced charlie sheen charlie sheen kind of came back into the fold but judd nelson wasn't quite as successful as other members of the brat pack no so this was a big get for him it, I, I think it was yeah. i think it was a big get for a lot of them it was yeah. definitely a big get for for our subject david strickland like, oh yeah he was like he was dying for something like more full time because the rest of them are known already. Brooke Shields since the Blue Lagoon, of course. Yeah, she was a sex age symbol. fifteen. Yeah. yeah, I farted once on the set of Blue Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, who's that? <laughs> the South Park movie. When she's, oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah. with uh, uh, Terrence and Philip on Conan, oh, okay. <laughs> and then one of them just slaps her in the face. <laughs> right. <laughs> God, I love that movie. 1999 as well. Yeah, that's correct. So suddenly Susan revolves around a woman who decides to leave her fiance at the altar and then goes to ask for her old job back at a fictitious San Francisco newspaper from Judd Dallas's character, who's the boss. He says that she can come back, but she has to write about her new single life. That's the premise. It kind of beats sex in the city. It the kind box. of sounds like it. But this is 96, but Candace Bruchel had written that book a couple of years earlier. Yeah. I think. yeah. 
And also, this kind of sounds like five other sitcoms from the 90s, too. I'm sure. Like, that, yeah. Wacky newspaper behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Wacky. The Naked this, Truth yeah. comes to mind with Tia Leone. Oh, yeah. They were all crap. Yeah. Except for the David Spade one and George Siegel. I really like that. Oh, just shoot, me. just shoot me. That was a good yeah. one. Another prime example. That would just trade newspaper for magazine. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Uh, news radio. News radio news traded radio. for a, a radio show. <laughs> yeah. But these were like mon- these were like fucking cash registers yeah. for like the studios. So Even down them. to the people. David Strickland was the Andy Dick of Suddenly Susan. <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter. Just <laughs> interchange these types mm-hmm. and like everyone's making money. The the actors are making a lot of money. Yeah. This is like the old days when there was only like three TV channels and you could just yeah. make so much fucking money. It wasn't quite like <laughs> no, but they, the 1950s. They had all they had <laughs> it all was the, cable. You it know. was cable, but they had all the pull in the world. They had like you know so much more True. viewership than oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh, than like, still not even. like battle bots with Comedy Central yeah yeah <laughs> what was still running it was broadcast oh yeah yeah it was the time when you know the Seinfeld finale could get a hundred million people watching it exactly that's what I mean yeah take that Larry King ah <laughs> we went out on top that's my Larry King just an all-purpose old guy noise ah you didn't know that. You survived the plane crash, right? <laughs> Correct. He said that to Monica? <laughs> no. T- yeah. <laughs> he said it to anyone he thought might have been in a plane crash. <laughs> Travis Barker, yeah. Monica, Judd Nelson. He, he wrote thought, that down. Got confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so when Suddenly Susan starts, it was like a modest hit. Um, so what happened, though, is like... It was a pretty decent hit. It got moved around the schedule a lot, so that kind of caused it to go down the ratings a little bit. The loss of David had like a huge effect on it. I talked to someone recently who didn't want to be named, really? who, who worked on this TV show as like an assistant. Oh, wow. Oh. Um, and they explained to me they came in in season four, and they said pretty much um, there was the, like, the morale was dead. Wow. It was just like- No pun intended. No pun intended. But when did he die? It's season three? Fourth. Oh, he did die season four. No, no, he died at the end of season three. Okay. So he uh, died at the um I I'll go into that in one second. Yeah. Um But it so, just sucked the air out of the room. Totally. He played this guy named Todd who was like a rock critic who had ADD as a result of watching too much MTV. Which, <laughs> <laughs> which is like hilarious. It, it's it's weird, but if you if you listen to him, if you watch him act, he kinda that's kind of his Basic mannerisms and pretty much how we eat. Caffeinated. Caffeinated. Maybe something else. Yeah. Um, In real life, yes. But yeah. We're not sure about the character. Exactly. <laughs> that is such also a 90s premise. Like, oh, he he has ADD from MTV. I know. I know. Yeah, that's like some old like uh, network executive writing that yeah. character. Yeah. The kids today, they're all watching MTV. Yeah. <laughs> Their eyes are going everywhere. They can't focus. Um, <laughs> so David was an over. He was a hit on the show. Well liked by the cast, like he pretty much got got along with everyone. The comic relief of a comedy show. Yeah, he was like a butt of a lot of the jokes. I feel like he was kind of yes. like the, and he and he was fine with that. I think that's why like they liked him so much. Maybe yeah. he was kind of like a clown. Yeah, a lot of physical humor. A lot of physical humor. Yeah, he was on the show for three seasons, maybe three and change. Actually, um, I have a clip here. Kyle, do you have that? Yep. This is where him and another, <laughs> he is learning how to go on dates and dance with women on the show. And it's just kind of another example of how he was the butt of the, a lot of the jokes on the show. Okay. 
He's basically dancing in the office with, with uh, one of his co-stars who's teaching him how to dance, but he's dancing so crazily. Yeah. No, you know what that's a ripoff of? What? Huh? Uh, Fresh Prince. Yeah. Probably. Carlton. There's still a, a little tense, okay? Just uh, try to loosen up. Okay. Think of dancing as the most seductive loosen form up. of foreplay. Not helping. I'm always tense during foreplay. <laughs> Well, look, if, if you want to be successful with this woman, you have to abandon the yourself track. to the music. I know, it's so to, obvious. To its rhythms. All right? Well, this time, forget about dancing. Look Dunch. into my eyes. <laughs> Think of only becoming one with me. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. It looks like they're going to You have kiss. really lovely eyelashes. It's all gay joke. 90% yeah, of 90 sitcoms are gay jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wow. that's uh, the hilarity ensued <laughs> yeah. after that. Yeah. I like when the laugh track can't even sell it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I, you're not going to get me to smile. We're so going to let even... these people know <laughs> when to laugh. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> well, that was smart, though. Laugh tracks, actually, there's something ingenious about that. It's very there cheap is. and shitty, but, like, yeah. you know, it makes them money because it, it brings the energy up after the scene. So when you watch the commercial with, you know, Raytheon selling you a missile, you know, you're, you're enjoying yourself, kind of. So. There's a whole generation now that they don't know when to laugh. Yeah. yeah. They're watching these shows and they don't know when to laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and comedians use laugh tracks on their uh, comedy specials. Yeah, that's the wow. worst thing. That's a wow. dirty little wow. well, they secret. Call, they call it sweetening in the yeah. business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, you have to have a little laughter. Do if you're doing stand-up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that helps usually. Yeah. yeah. You know, helps you keep going. Usually it's on the performer. But... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, he was, like I said, he's like the butt of a lot of the jokes. He was cool with that. You know, I think he was just trying to fit in, like moving from town to town and stuff. You you know, he was using those same muscles to fit in on a TV show, which he kind of had for the first time had like a family, which is weird because like, you know, he'd always had issues with like drinking, boozing, uh, doing drugs and stuff. It's just weird that the, the moment that he does have that family, that entertainment family, he starts really like, you know. Going off the rails, basically. When I, you hear suddenly choosing your family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was that Judd Nelson? Yeah. <laughs> well, him and Judd Nelson. That's the breadsticks. <laughs> yeah, they just went to Olive Garden. <laughs> scored a Coke off of breadsticks, I guess. <laughs> um, I think him and, him and Judd Nelson were like partying pretty fucking hard. Judd oh. Nelson was? Yeah, I thought he was sober, but I think he got sober after... The David thing happened. Oh. Um, I have this uh, clip of Judd Nelson. Uh, there was like a rotating cast of hosts for the TV show later that eventually went to Carson Daly. But before that, they, they just had like whoever was was available to do when it. When Tom Snyder stopped. Tom Snyder stopped okay. in like uh, in I think ninety eight or ninety nine, and then just they just had a rotating cast of. People oh wait, no, I think that was CBS. That was, yeah, yeah the Late Late right. Show. Yeah, right. Oh, this is uh, the Greg Kinnear show, I think. Okay, so yes. this was like the competitor to Tom Snyder. Yes. On NBC. Exactly. This became, is like the 130 show. Yeah, no the one's Carson Daly thing. Yeah. yeah, no one was watching. So okay. <laughs> so I think Judd Nelson's like, hey, why not bring on um, my buddy here, David Strickland, and we'll, we'll talk about, well, you know, we'll yak shit. Talk about drug talk. Um, so, yeah, uh, 155. I thought it was an interesting tidbit. I thought I had that job locked. But uh, what the heck, anyone can host an 11.30 show. But hosting a show at 1.30 in the morning every five years is a much bigger challenge. <laughs> now, you've seen my guests no clue tonight in shows like Roseanne, Sister, Sister, 
and Mad About You. He currently plays the Generation X music critic on Suddenly Susan, and I play his boss. Here's a clip. Hey, Suze. We're getting meta here. What are you doing here, Todd? Clip within a clip. Just uh, picking up the new issue of Saltwater Sports Fisherman. (laughs) (laughs) Nice ears. He's dressed as a Trekkie, by the way. I'm doing an article on this whole Trekkie obsession. Todd! Todd, he's here! Bones is here! (laughs) Be right there. (laughs) Just a little bit of the interview. Hold on. He just looks so nervous here. And Judd Nelson's so, like, relaxed and, like, whatever. Judd Nelson, though, had a bit of the crazy eyes thing going on. He did, yeah. yeah but he was, I Probably believe... doing blow in the green room. Probably. So, welcome. Thank you. Haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, in a, in a weird... They were just doing bumps in the fate, fucking bathroom. I understand bathroom. that you yeah, met exactly. Shields many years ago. Something about a Princeton football game. I did. I was like uh, seven or eight years old. She was, a, I don't know, freshman or sophomore in college. And... Uh, I'd never seen any of her movies or even really knew who she he's was. He's looking down. A bunch of my down. friends had said, yeah, yeah, he's so weird. Definitely nervous. And she was attractive and huge, so I wet thought she was uh, somebody. Shiny, and, uh, wet, forehead. Uh, yeah, like, his jokes bomb. They all bomb on this. It's awful. Okay, let's she hear. She was sitting there, you know, with her hair, watching football. And so I went, I was like seven, and I went just and sat next to her, just like a total pervert, and just... <laughs> mm. <laughs> and then I told her the story, like, you know, when we met and she just thought, oh, that's you. <laughs> she like, remembered that I was, remember? that was like a seven-year-old pervert. Um, no laugh track here. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, yeah, you get the idea. It yeah, was, that was... Uh, the entire thing, I watched the entire thing, unfortunately, but they talk about uh, a story where they come back from Vegas and they were both like hung over out of their minds and Judd Nelson's driving like 150 miles per hour because oh, they couldn't get a plane back because they got up too late because they were too hungover. Oh, they hung had to over. get back to the show. They had to get back for the show. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> and they couldn't. And they're telling that publicly as they're still working on they the show? Did, they didn't say they were fucked up, but they were joking like, yeah, we you know, we were hanging out in our rooms reading the Bible like we yeah, do when yeah. we go to Vegas. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you could tell, you know, what they were probably up to. is oh, no good, ladies and gentlemen. On. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you, like I said, he, he had some crazy eyes going on there. Yeah. Judd Nelson uh, was a bad boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just like uh, his character in The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bender all over again. Another movie about family. <laughs> <laughs> Cal stick with a family thing. Um, so he was actually, he was there to promote on this, this shit show, <laughs> promoting like anyone was watching. But shit show is a very good way to but put it. This the crowd was, in studio was barely watching. Yeah. They, yeah they, <laughs> someone was mopping up in the background. Uh, the janitors are the ones laughing. <laughs> he made his, they were, he was there to promote his film debut. It wasn't Forces of Nature. It was this movie called Delivered. Delivered. Which was not to be confused with Deliverance. I'll, I'll read you the logline <laughs> of uh, Deliverance. It's the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> he when, does say th- that. This time, D- David Strickland's mm. the one that gets yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's worse than yeah. the actual. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Ned Beatty on the other end. Yeah. <laughs> or Warren Beatty is Kyle. Fried potatoes. Yeah. Kyle would think. Yes. Yeah. The same he, person. Kyle, same only guy. Had, he only has enough room in his brain for one Beatty. Okay? Yeah. 
Um, so this is the log line of this movie. College dropout Will Sherman works as a pizza delivery boy. One night he delivers a pizza at the house where the guy who ordered the pizza was just killed. The murderer, Reed, soon realizes that Will is a witness and begins to follow him. That's the movie he did that he was promoting there. So that was his first movie, yeah. which is a piece of shit. And that's a comedy. <laughs> it's a. It's supposed to be. It, it went even, over as well as that interview. Right now. <laughs> did that even get a release? It did. It was released in either 98 or 99, but... I don't remember this. It was probably like three theaters. Yeah. Uh, maybe not Fond du Lac. Okay. No, not Fond <laughs> It definitely didn't come to Fond du Lac. This is where Alejandro comes <laughs> in with the Fond du Lac movie story. Yeah. <laughs> what year you said? Uh, 90, 98, 99 90. or something, oh. yeah. Yeah, I was probably seeing Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hating every minute yeah. of it. But yeah. loving the soundtrack, P. Diddy. Oh. Come with me. Yeah, I bought the soundtrack. Me too. So David had a lot of mental issues, if, okay. if you can't tell already. And you said he was already a drinker from a lot of his younger years? Big drinker, big uh, cokehead, I think. It was from younger big, years, too? Younger years, yeah. Okay. He didn't, like, you know, get into all that stuff after success. Well, I... <laughs> this is the uh, poster for Delivered. Yeah, which I've okay. never seen. First of all, the tagline says "Pizza in thirty minutes or death." death. <laughs> <laughs> that is the cheapest looking design I've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. that could not have been in theaters. I think the the writers and directors of this Hollywood shot them after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even look straight to video. Yeah, that looks like someone produced it in their basement. Yeah, and straight they, to VHS yeah. tape. Hey, buried. Dude, <laughs> my buddy just made a poster for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's like the videotapes in college people passed around yeah. like, hey, look at this shitty movie. Um, so, yeah, that's I think he was not happy about that. So he had a lot of stuff on his brains and he I was. Mean, I don't blame him for that one. He was bipolar, manic depressive. Um, he struggled with alcohol and drug abuse like we talked about. He, he was having a tough time because his parents were like big executives who were very successful and he was like struggling. Entertainment executives or just like no, corporate I, executives? Just corporate were, executives, okay. yeah. And I think he was just, they, they probably just like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, that's tough. So they had money. They had a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. They, they're living in Pacific Palisades, which is a beautiful mm, place. Yeah. Yeah. God. Um, he had recently stopped taking his lithium uh, for his bipolar disorder, which is once you, all this stuff like, you know, success you know, going on the the this horrible later show, you know, being in the public eye a little bit. I think once you like that's gonna fuck with your brain and stuff. Once you stop taking lithium to regulate those highs and lows, like you're in trouble. Lithium's hardcore, yeah. So yeah, he was basically like a powder keg that was about to go off. And um the fact that he decided to go into acting might not have been the most healthy move for a guy like him. No. It is possible that uh, once he got the this big gig and became famous, he noticed that it was something that wasn't going to fulfill him. Yeah. So once he had this show for three years and he's like kicking ass, maybe he's like, fuck, um, this is really not going to make me happy like I thought it was going to. Like it never is. They say that about like yeah. and Hollywood and stuff. Clearly, because um, he that's such a coveted job to get yeah to be the the funny one yeah on a funny sitcom yeah yeah and i'd say funny in general loosely yeah yeah not that <laughs> not that that was actually funny in but. theory yeah, that was the intention <laughs> um yeah and he was also disappointed because this was a big thing we talked about that number one movie which was forces of nature mm -hmm. it comes out i think like eight days before the incident we're about to talk about and uh he found out when the movie is released he goes to the uh -huh. premiere he finds out He's basically cut out of the entire fucking thing. Yeah. 
Really? I had a, I had a he, friend who was in a movie He filmed like, like an that. entire yeah. arc of a character right. and stuff with Ben Affleck mm-hmm. and uh, Sandra Bullock, and they just fucking axed him out of it. Yeah, that happened to a buddy of mine. Um, he was in the remake of The Room. Or like the uh, James Franco James Franco one. one yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said he was like a main character. And then he went to the premiere. And he's like sitting next to everybody. And he was not in the movie. He yeah. had like one line after it was like he filmed everything. Oh, man. Yeah. It's got to be heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. So when this happens, he's done three seasons of Suddenly Susan. Yeah. This is his first big movie. And he goes to the premiere thinking he's in a lot more. He's like, it. he's like telling probably friends and stuff like you're going to love my, what I do in like, you know, in act two. It's it's amazing. And then then he goes to the movie with all these people that are there. Mm-hmm. Like imagine going to like the premiere that you've been waiting for your entire life. And then yeah. you get there with all your friends and your entourage and family and everyone. And like to have to sit there throughout the entire thing with you not being in basically any of it. Yeah, that sucks. That's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's I'm like worse. the devil on his shoulder. Kill yeah. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely worse than that, but of course, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, yeah, but when you have such high hopes for your movie debut or like your main major movie debut, it's uh with actual big names, it's gonna be a real bummer. And yeah. he is still in it though. He's still in it. He still gets like the th- third credit you know mm-hmm. third on the call shoot because is he the one that's supposed to be marrying i wait, think so i didn't see the wait movie. what is he's somehow involved in the wedding party okay and then um maura tierney from news radio and liar liar Who i love yes she's great she's from uh west roxbury massachusetts yep. yeah, she's supposed to be marrying ben affleck Yep. And then Ben Affleck, uh, on okay. the way to the wedding, he meets the wild and crazy Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Who, you know. She's a force of nature. Yeah, she's a force <laughs> of nature that. <laughs> so we've been told. That complicates his situation. Yeah, and the rest is uh, is showbiz history. Yeah. As I say. <laughs> yeah, the movie. But yeah, David Strickland is then one of them back at the wedding. Yeah. Waiting for Ben Affleck to arrive. Yeah. Um, Not a great role, but also. To add insult to injury, he's cut out of a lot of it, but it also received really bad reviews. Yeah, I saw that. The reviews were bad, but it was still number one. Yeah, it was a hit, though. It made money. I think based off of the back of uh, Sandra Bullock, not so much Ben Affleck. Yeah, was he that much of a draw then? Yeah, he was just an Armageddon. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Clearly, I don't know anything. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess... Around this time, also, he was allegedly engaged to Tiffany Amber Thiessen. David was. No. He was dating her for sure, but some people say he was engaged to her. Some people say they were not engaged, but. What? Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck? I'm. There's yeah. a thread here in which I'm I'm building on something. Okay. Me, you know, it, it seems weird to me. Yeah. So he's got. He's going to marry Kelly Kapowski yeah. over here. Yeah. And he's got the number one movie. Yeah. He was cut out of cut it. Cut out of still. it, of course. But wow. still still the third on the call sheet. Kelly Kapowski is like the ni- one of the 90s like gets. Yeah. yeah. And at that time, probably her prime. Yeah. yeah. What's drawing this guy to uh, to be so sad and uh, yeah. you know suicidal? Maybe. Get it together, yeah. man. Yeah. And now uh, this is the weird thing to me. All of a sudden, all this stuff is going on in his life. He's like, why don't I take a long weekend in Las Vegas with actor Andy Dick, yeah. who, who he met the week before? That's it? That's it. Really? They had just they barely even knew each other. Because wow. news radio was NBC as well. Yeah. Right? I, my, my, my theory is that they 
knew of each other. I they, thought maybe they were buddies from the circuit. Of they're both on TV shows. On maybe, the same but but like thing. like David didn't come through like the improv world, so he wouldn't really know um, Andy Dick through that. But like, I thought people on the same channel just had barbecues all the time or something. Maybe I think they had like yeah. I <laughs> They're think, all hanging out. I think they had net, they had network parties though with all their main stars. I need the laugh track. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's no, that's <laughs> more appropriate. Yeah. There we go. We found it. Mark looked at me like barbecues. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I actually heard in an interview. I couldn't find it, but Andy Dick basically said once he became big on news radio he just decided this is great because now i can just get fucked up all the time yeah because that was his dream just to mm. have enough money to be famous and to be acting and making money and be on a show so you can just feel the comfort of just getting annihilated every single night of your life yeah he's probably the most prolific comedic character actor that did that many drugs yeah. and also did that many shows and movies yeah. during the time <laughs> kept he, the him, time yeah. that he was out of his mind bonkers on drugs. I think he's just probably was an amazing auditioner. He knew Ben Stiller and was on the Ben Stiller show. Knew yeah. the right people. He knew all the right people. But by yeah. 1999, he was so ingrained in the pop culture. It probably was just like, hey, call Andy Dick. Let's get him to do a, this character yeah. at this award show. Or we let's get him to do a cameo in this movie. Well, at that time, too. I was too, buying the Coke. Hey, guys, I'm buying Coke. I can't answer your call right now. Um, yeah, I think there was only so many, like, really bankable stars like right now you like you could you know throw a quarter you know down sunset i'm sure you could find eight actors that are you know dying to work on something right but at that time it seemed like there was it was a, a finite number of like really strong actors that could do stuff we remember though andy dick was everywhere yeah everywhere he, for some reason he was so marketable. Yeah. He was in Road Trip. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was in a ton of those kind of movies, just showing up to do a little bit. Or like the MTV Movie Awards. He was in the big Star Wars spoof yeah. in 1999. Yeah. yeah. You just turned on the TV and Andy Dick would show up somewhere. I think because Ben Stiller was so big and like their their comedy, like the Mr. Show, Ben Stiller Show comedy, took over for the next 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah, basically yeah. of comedy. And they probably killed it. You know, because yeah. there's no more comedies being made now. So, <laughs> so yeah, Andy Dick got uh, called by Eminem to play Marilyn Manson in one of his uh, one of his videos. Right. Yeah, I remember that. The Real Slim yeah. Shady. Yeah. Oh, really? That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. yeah, he was constantly on MTV. So this was Andy Dick's statement at this time after everything happened. Ah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> just, there's a lot of characters of that. Yeah, just his like, lawyer just goes to a microphone and is like. <clears throat> <laughs> Andy, uh, pre- <laughs> Andy has prepared a statement for uh, for the press today. <laughs> I'm so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my coke. Um, he said, in real, uh, truly though, he said, although I knew David for only a brief time, I very much enjoyed his company, <laughs> doing drugs, with him, uh, yeah. and was looking forward to a new friendship. His death comes as a tragic shock to me. So this, <laughs> I didn't get to blow him yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at some point, you got to realize, look at yourself in the mirror, like maybe it's you. You know, you just meet someone and they die that weekend. <laughs> this is after the Phil Hartman um, yes. debacle as well. So a this year, is, after. yeah. So he's involved with two uh, very big deaths. Let's remind the listeners in ten seconds. 
Andy Dick was at a party for News Radio with Phil Hartman and Britton Hartman was See, there all too. these parties, these NBC, that's where things Andy go wrong. Andy Dick shared coke with her, got her back on coke. She was whacked out of her mind months later and shot her husband, Phil Hartman, then herself. This yeah. is a companion piece, basically, to the Phil Hartman episode, because I get a feeling a lot of bad things happen at these NBC parties. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they must have had wild fucking parties. Yeah. That Andy, led to these bad relationships and people getting together and coke and stuff. And Andy Dick was the angel of death. Yeah. Pretty much. Time. I think NBC <laughs> was like like killing like yeah. Matthew Perry on Friends. Like he was like really fucked oh, up yeah. on drugs. Yeah. And Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, Kelsey he Grammer. He flip like Lamborghinis and <laughs> yeah. it was really out of his mind. <laughs> well, uh to bring a <laughs> To bring up Andy Dick again, um, what was that thing I wanted to say? About? Wait, you said the statement, but what happened to David Strickland? Uh, I'm, it's coming right, oh, okay. It's, yeah, okay. right around the corner. That was like a little teaser. Yeah. yeah. So David seemed, like I was talking about with him and Judd Nelson going there before, he seemed to love Las Vegas. And just like, I think he just like. Why it, is that? Well, yeah. Well, obviously reasons why he was like addicted <laughs> to drugs and stuff. But I think he had this kind of like romanticism with going there from being like a little kid i'm sure like not little kid but like 17 18 like everyone has that destination when they're young where they have those nostalgic trips with their friends and stuff that they always remember mm. and i think he just so used to going back there it was like he was so used to it and he's got a bunch of money now now he's got a ton of money nothing's holding him back basically yeah <laughs> unfortunately yeah three years as a main character on a fucking Union show, and this is like in the nineties, prime time. Yeah. Oh, he's making fucking bank. He's one of yeah. the major leads. Yeah, get out of here. Get um, over. Get over. <laughs> and then get in here, kid. Get in here. You got to think about Las Vegas around this time. This is like peak Las Vegas in like mm. in the world. Like that movie with Nicolas Cage is just coming out, leaving Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that and, was another and Con Air. <laughs> that was another sad depiction of Las Vegas. Yeah, and I think he wanted to live that version of of Mm -hmm. las vegas i guess it seems like to me the leaving las vegas version yeah so yeah did it start out as the con air version it started out as like them just having like a casual hangout and getting drunk yeah like he it wasn't he didn't have this plan to not that i know of i I think maybe spending two days with Andy dick will do it here (laughs) (laughs) what are we doing now (laughs) so somehow on like the the third night they, they uh they're out uh, drinking and stuff, and they get separated. Thank they were, God for him. They were at a, a strip. Quiet. They were in a strip club, and they were at a bar. And they, uh, the stripper said David was really out of it. He had bags under his eyes and didn't look good at all. And she goes, "Are you hungover?" It's like, a, yeah, it's <laughs> no, that he, but worse. He's no. still in it, yeah, honey. <laughs> yeah. I'm still going, baby. Um, he's like, "Yeah, we've been partying all night, and uh, I just don't feel good." Um, I'm positive that's not what she asked him. <laughs> strippers probably like you got more coke yeah like who else are you hung over especially on a night of like debauchery yeah she's gonna insult her customer i don't yeah. think so you're forgetting though it's the hooker with the heart of gold yes <laughs> <laughs> that's what she called herself. last little whorehouse yeah. in vegas <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't have to go home but you can't stay <laughs> yeah that's the quote of a lifetime there um so between Around 1 to 3 a.m., David walks into the lobby of a shitty hourly hotel in a CD part of Las Vegas called the Oasis Motel. So it seems like David, 
he just splits from Andy Dick for some reason. We don't wow. exactly know why. We well, we uh, we assume why. He's terrible. <laughs> and for clarification, this is a week after uh, Forces of Nature opened. Yep, this is the next Got weekend. It. Yeah, so I'm I'm assuming maybe he's like I want to go there and just kind of let my hair down. Absolutely, I could just imagine. Okay, I'm in a movie. It's successful. I was cut though. That sucks. So I'm gonna go party yeah. my ass off. You Kill know, myself it, with drugs. Yeah. Get it off my <laughs> mind. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was the original intention, but maybe he just didn't know how sad this was gonna make him. Uh, just getting maybe. <laughs> and he's in Andy Dick. He's stuck with Andy Dick. He's probably thinking like, oh, this guy is kind of funny. This should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just looking at Andy Dick is a mirror of all your worst uh, personality traits. <laughs> I don't know if it was just them two. Like they drove up together. Just them two. I think yeah, I think they took they a plane took a together. Plane, but it was yeah. them two. Just them two, as far as I know. Did they have separate rooms? I don't know about. The weird thing is he just splits off from Andy Dick. Okay. Andy Dick, assuming he's doing his regular Andy Dick thing. They were both staying at the Oasis. No, and I don't think Andy Dick was staying there. Oh, okay. I think David just started walking. He just started wandering yeah. around Vegas and just wound up there. This is the story I have. He, okay. wound, he wound up there, and there was a prostitute there, and she was in the lobby, and he starts talking to her, and then she's like, hey, you want to go back to my room here, which is room number four, and like they spend an hour together, and then he leaves, goes and gets a six-pack of beer, Comes back, gets his own room, which is room 20, mm. where he eventually, that night, between the wee hours of the morning on Monday, he, he hangs himself in, in that hotel room. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to go through my emails because I've stayed at the Oasis before. Well, there's two. O- I, l- I went through all the uh, Google reviews of this Oasis place. Is it shit? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. You well, really stayed there. N- now it's nicer because it got bought out by Oyo. Oh, you really have stayed there? Yeah, it's across the street from the Strat, Oh, which oh is God. where I usually stay. Wow. Yeah. Um, this is a bad hotel. People like it's have bad so, things. To yeah, the Stratosphere is like the last main hotel and casino that you would think about like with Vegas. Yeah. Everything after that, on the other side of the road, there's an IHOP on the other side of the street, and then all the hotels after that are just shit. Like you go there to do drugs and fuck hookers. Well, that was, that's this place. Which is what he like did. people put cigarette butts out on the bed and stuff. And oh like yeah, they don't, yeah, like yeah. Barely even clean in. There's like bugs on the fuck in the hot tub. I someone yeah. <laughs> on a Google review was complaining about bugs in the hot tub. I'm like, dude, why are you going this hotel and going in the hot tub? Yeah. This is not a hotel you go in the fucking hot yeah. tub with. They probably didn't even clear David's body out of the room before the next <laughs> yeah. customer. Yeah. Like, don't mind the hanging. They put dude. a blanket yeah. over it. Yeah. <laughs> don't mind the puke stains on the bed. Yeah. Someone just hung themselves, you know. Yeah, I got bugs all over my dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even what clear- is with this hotel they didn't even clean my dead guy they don't want him cleaned out they just want the body cleaned andy dick storms in yeah he's like oh david there you are ah david let's go i got another place I got coke. Yeah. you got it he's rummaging through the pants pocket he's like all right see you later he leaves he doesn't even notice he's non-responsive this is a little factoid about the room, though. Okay. Strickland was apparently not the first well-known figure to die in this room in the same room same what room. A few months before, November 22nd, three-time world poker champion Stu Unger was found dead there after a mixture of narcotics and painkillers aggravated a heart condition. Wow. Actually, that's crazy that you mentioned that. Because 
I think I was doing the dishes or something the other day. Yeah. And I started thinking about the WSOP main event. Yeah. And then I started thinking about like, oh my God, yeah, that's a crazy story. Um, Stu Unger would actually be a good subject for Death and Entertainment. Oh, wow. That's and, weird. And I just thought this the other day and now you're saying this. Died in the same I room. I had no idea. Same room. Room 20. Just of, a few of, months of ago. Kyle's favorite hotel. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll I don't know add, what's creepier. I'll add to that factoid. He won the main event two years in a row in the 80s. No shit. Stu Unger. It, it he, sounded familiar, the name. He won the main event again right before his death, the year before his death Fuck. in 1997. Yeah. So, well, it doesn't just because you're at the height of your success doesn't always mean you're happy. Guys. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. The Oasis Motel um, has a sweetheart's wedding chapel and bridal boutique. That's, you know, has been in movies and stuff. But the uh, the married in Las Vegas sign is right there, too. Um, oh, which okay. People have okay. taken a bunch of pictures yeah, with and stuff. Wanna, <laughs> nice, disgusting parking lot right yeah. there. Yeah, it, it is an <laughs> ugly setting. Ugly. That wall. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, if, wow. if you look at the room here, you could see. Um, you could see the the room it, that that's where he hung himself from. There's, there's a oh my there's God. a wooden, basically like beam that goes across. Yeah. And it looks like if this room was constructed for people that wanted to commit suicide. I'm surprised there's there's not yeah. like a little oven you could just stick your head in and stuff. It's like there's no reason for those. He took he took the sheets on top. He took the sheets off the bed and created like a little bit of a noose and just hung himself from that that wood beam right there. The bedspread he the, used. I he broke himself. No, the bedspread would would be too thick. I think oh, the sheets. The sheets. Yeah, okay, the sheets. and then he hung himself. That's yeah. how Brooks Hatlin went out in the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that fictional character, everyone. Knows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Stu just died of a drug overdose. Drug right? overdose. Yeah, that aggravated uh, heart condition that he already had. So well, he shouldn't and, have been doing the drugs. But yeah, and a lifetime of drug abuse. But I'm sure. Uh, okay, and so David Strickland. You think it was a heat of the moment kind of thing? Yeah, I I don't know. I the, a couple things happened before that. Like when he was talking to that prostitute before, I think she had said, "Aren't aren't you in uh, on television or something?" He denied it. What are you talking about? Yeah, he had. So I'm not on Suddenly Susan. <laughs> She's like, I didn't say what show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not in that pizza murderer movie. I didn't say that, but I don't even know that movie exists. Then, then he's like, "All right, fine. I'm in Forces of Nature, the current number one movie." Yeah, and then the hooker's like, "That's funny. I went to see it. I don't remember you." <laughs> yeah, that literally could have happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that would have been the biggest thing that people would have known too. Yeah. yeah. If anyone doesn't, this all hinges on the on the the fact that the person you're talking to has seen suddenly Susan. Yeah. It's, it's rare that that's that's going to be the case. Oh, you Ben Affleck! I love The room is still there. Actually, you can rent it for hundred and four dollars a night right now if you want to go down there. Sounds like Kyle did. Yeah, yeah. Kyle's... What do you remember? What room number? No, I'm gonna have to go through emails and see if there is a room number. Oh my god! If you because st- he was in four is where he was with the prostitute in twenties where he killed himself. Yeah. Okay, so four or twenty. Yeah. Or even nineteen. Four twenty. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. Do you remember seven? any weird feelings staying there? Uh, I just <laughs> like besides la- besides the rats bite. Yeah. Besides disgust. Um, there's, no, there's not a, really. A mysterious laugh track in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the night. Yeah. <laughs> After you hang yourself. Whoa! Come on, guys. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'd like to thank the Academy and uh, Judd Nelson. Uh, so it was actually sixty-four dollars a night in nineteen ninety-nine. So wow. it didn't really. It's a bargain. It's a bargain. Yeah, get out there, guys. Jesus. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, 
there's a creepy guy here who does who actually does a walkthrough of Kyle's favorite hotel here. So yeah. I have that here if you want to just play that. Born on October 14th, 19th, on the popular NBC show Suddenly Susan at Let's the time of the his hotel. death. That same weekend, he appeared and ended his life on March 22nd, 1999, at just 29 years of age. 29. This is it. It looks like a shithole. All right, here we are. The Oasis going This down. guy's a creep. Yeah, this is where David Strickland uh, allegedly was walking up the street, came to the front desk. A woman recognized him, uh, or thought she recognized him, asked him if he was a movie star. He told her no. They were talking for a little while. And at that point, she got a room. Good sound room quality. <laughs> you can hear the construction uh, workers. He's not saying a lot of things. It was a prostitute who he, got a, he went to the room with. Yeah. Yeah, the sound's bad on this. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Why even bother talking? The Statue of Liberty. Yeah, a mini Statue of Liberty. For the hour. For the hour. It's a, it was an oh, hourly, hourly motel, motel then. Yeah, okay. Kyle stays at hourly motels. <laughs> 20. The picture you showed me of the room looked way nicer. Yeah. yeah, that's what they say in the reviews. Yeah, the uh, pictures look so much different. You can hear the flies already. Yeah. You could smell the death. In. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And what's with that wall art? It's trash. Yeah. Fucking spooky. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's spookier, that or that guy in general. Yeah, and he looked like Marilyn Manson without <laughs> yeah. the makeup. He looked like he, want, he was an aspiring ma- magician or something. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so that's uh, that's okay. the hotel room, which is... the video he made there. Yeah, a, a lot of people, I think, there's an actual nicer Oasis hotel, which people think it's that when they, when they oh. book it from out of the country and stuff, okay. and they're very shocked when they get there, and it's that shittle. Okay, so that's... Yeah, I stayed at the other one then. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's okay. no way you would be at that no. one. Kyle's, yeah. Kyle's trying to save it here. But <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Kyle's having a flashback thinking of what he was doing at the yeah. Oasis. He's <laughs> like, oh, it was the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right, Mark. That's a, that's a ticket. <laughs> so at the time of his suicide, people were like wondering, why would a young guy like this engage to Tiffany Amber Thiessen? Big movie came out, big TV star. That's on its third season, going on fourth. Why would he do this? Las Vegas coroner Ron Flood said, we handle 300 suicides a year, and you can ask the same question about nearly all of them. Um, Wow. The coroner also concluded that Strickland's body bore the marks of previous suicide attempts. Really? Yeah. Oh. So I think he had tried before, and like this was like he finally did it. Wow. Detective Peterson of the uh, Las Vegas PD said, sometimes why is the one question we can never answer? But imagine being the job of like a Vegas coroner. (laughs) That would be the most (laughs) insane job ever. And sad. Yeah. You got David Strickland and Tupac coming through your office. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Everyone who died is just weird. Yeah. Well, I, I posed a question here. Him and Brooke Shields, it seemed to me, were very close. They were. Yes. The, How close were they? It, well, the w- one weird thing I did notice was that when, you know, they were g- very close and like hanging out and stuff, um, her and Andre Ag- Agassi all of a sudden get separated mm. out of the blue. Yeah, they, wow. were, they were the big power they got, couple. They got divorced in 1999. Why is that? Ooh. Um, mm. Kyle, can you play this interview with Brooke Shields talking about David Strickland, please? Oh. 
with when he was around or just knowing he was alive. I just didn't feel alone. He had a deep friendship with the show's producer, his glamorous boss and co-star, Brooke Shields. He was bouncing up and down on these bounceable shoes, these sort of spring shoes. And it wasn't good enough for him that he was just bouncing on them. He wanted to bounce and disappear. <laughs> this 29-year-old actor was on fire with laughter and promise. I was blown away by his energy and the passion. Judd Nelson. He would ask Judd to go to meetings all the time. You know, he would call my mom. And he'd say, how's it going, you know? Her mom was a, was a working on? addict also. You know? oh, okay. He was incensed when she didn't know the number that coincided with it. And I said, there you have it. Yeah, so she went on to say, there's rarely a minute in any day that I don't have David in my mind. Wow. So she said that even after his, uh, his passing. So maybe they got together. Because uh, the next season, season four, uh, the story arc was going to be that David and Brooke were supposed to have a relationship on the show. Oh. Clearly that didn't happen. Um, Another thing I'm shocked, this guy, he's going to marry Kelly Kapowski. Mm-hmm. Brooke Shields is going to be his love interest on yeah. his hit sitcom. He's got the number one movie. Yeah. Wow. Strickland was pronounced dead on that Monday. Um, they did a rerun of the Halloween episode of Suddenly Susan, where he played, it was like a Halloween show. He played dressed as tennis star Andre Agassi in his younger days. Oh. And I'm just saying that Agassi had a house in Las Vegas also. I just, I just want to mention oh, that. Oh, wait. Boy. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I don't know. But you're, wait. you're out of the family. <laughs> NBC. <laughs> you want some breadsticks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was an Olive Garden joke. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to support. So wait, (laughs) NBC played the Halloween episode coincidentally the night he died. Yes. You're implying that Andre Agassi got to the NBC. I'm just stating facts. I don't. I I'm just talking here. Okay. He saw the episode, the rerun that night, and then maybe murdered him. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I get it now. We got I there. get it now. <laughs> it took me a minute, but I got there. Well, on that Monday also, he, Dave was supposed to be in court because he had, uh, on oddly enough, the previous uh, Halloween, he got busted for cocaine possession. Uh, so he was supposed okay. to be in court on that Monday. Brooke Shields went to court to be with him and give him support. He did not show up, and she had a private investigator try to find him. Jeez. And he did within hours. I'm like, this guy must be a fucking bloodhound and a half. Yeah. Because he found him. He was the one who discovered him in that hotel room hung. Whoa, oh, really? Brooke Shields' private investigator, who she hired from L.A. Wow. And how long did it take her to hire him? I think it was like probably in the morning of Monday. It had to be because that's when the court date was. So it took only the guy a couple hours to locate him. No, but why would she hire an investigator so fast? I don't know. There's another theory. Ooh. Maybe she knew what was going on. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I, I, I really no, don't no, know. No, I'm not. I'm not. But it's weird to me that, that she hired a private investigator who, who okay, the, 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 um, the, the chambermaid at uh, the Oasis Hotel, Kyle's favorite place, um, she found him. Then it, the story was the private investigator did. But then the final story was the private investigator did because I don't know if the maid was supposed to go in the room. 
Mm. Maybe, but it's he, very he murky. He put up the do not disturb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of reasons to put that up Yeah, here. he put that around his neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was disturbed, all right, this oh, guy. Oh, boy. Um, uh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> now that was too far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, either way, I guess these are just minor details in the entire thing, but you know, it's it's a weird confluence of of events that happened here with the you know I mean it is strange private investigator Andre Agassi having a house there. And Brooke went out there too a lot to Las Vegas. She also resided with Agassi at that other house sometimes. So I guess it's just that knowing he's a drug addict, I could see why you would be worried when he doesn't show up for his appearance. Sure. But she hired the investigator very fast that same day. Same day. That seems. Maybe she talked to Andy Dick and was like, hey, what happened to this guy? He's like, I don't know. And then she just kind of went on her own knowing mm. that, you know, he he was in peril all the time. She probably knew you his whole story. You think she got a hold of Andy Dick? Yeah, that's a good point. He's not picking up the phone, probably. <laughs> Where's he at this moment? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Who- who the fuck knows? I, I he probably wound up in a fucking dumpster somewhere. Vegas, <laughs> yeah. But he's always unscathed. That's the thing about Andy David, Dick. where are you? Yeah, <laughs> people throw him off like buildings. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> he's somehow fine when he wakes up the next morning without a hangover. I bet he probably still thinks David's alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I probably don't even know what date is. Um, <laughs> so suddenly Susan post David Strickland. Uh, the writers and producer got together to decide how to deal with David's uh, death. Todd was the was the character. Um, Hi, so, I'm Todd. I'm Todd. I'm the character. Um, I'm Todd. They eventually decide. <laughs> George Carlin. Oh, reference. George Carlin. Yeah. yeah, his brother just died. Rest in peace. Oh, really? His brother was a writer. Yeah, who was mm. uh, well known to some people, not a lot, but <laughs> okay, not I, anybody here. I've never heard of him, but I love George Carlin. Yeah, great guy. Chuck Carlin. Chuck Carlin. Um, so. With Suddenly Susan, they eventually decide to cancel the last three episodes. They had three in the can ready to go, and they're like, fuck it, we have to address this uh, David Strickland you know, suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, cancel the last three, and they, they create their own final episode of season three, which they create this story where uh, his character Todd just goes missing, and they're all together in someone's apartment worried about his uh, whereabouts. The episode is named A Day in the Life, uh, which includes specific details to celebrate his life with a montage uh, with DJ Fatboy Slim, who is his favorite artist, I want to say, musical artist. He, that oh, works. Yeah, Fat yeah. Boy Slim. I thought it was the Chemical Brothers. No, yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> similar. It was David Strickland's favorite in real life, too. In real life, yeah. I hate to say it. I don't want to cheapen it. What? But that is so 1999. That is the most 1999. He wouldn't be his favorite 10 years later. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Or one year later. So this ended with an odd like uh, prayer slash seance scene. The episode is interspersed with like out of character interviews from like, I'm Brooke Shields being me now. I miss David because Yeah. Like they're talking heads. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird. That doesn't make any sense why they would do that. <laughs> like, why not just have a news magazine type special about David Strickland where we're talking about him for real? No, they want to mix in the yeah, actual like, show they with they the They mixed uh, it into the actual sitcom. It's so weird. I've never seen anything this bizarre. Uh, Kyle, can you play that clip, please? Yes. Well, I just had the worst day of my life. And why wasn't I invited to this party? It's not a party. Todd's missing. Missing? What do you mean? He never showed up at the concert and no one's seen him in hours. Which part just locked himself in his bathroom again? Or got lost at the mall? 
I mean, it's Todd. <laughs> Doesn't he like to go to the parking that lot at the airport and watch the planes the take lap off? Track. Only does it on dates. Yeah, let's check out the lap track in there. I'm really looking forward to Fat Boy Slim. I mean, this is strange. Thank you. Okay, I was just talking to a friend of mine at the police department. The police? It's just a precaution. If he hears anything, he'll Judd take Nelson? Call us. Yeah. Kathy Griffin's lines are all older, just uh, at, you, you know, repeat questions. The police, <laughs> missing, <laughs> dead. But there are some things you're never prepared for. So this is going into the real shit. He's okay, right? I mean, Todd's always okay. That was like the grandma best friend character. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. What we can do besides sitting around here and waiting? Okay. Let's all get in a circle and, and hold hands. Come on. Let's send out some positive energy. Come on. I guess it can't hurt. Actually, it might. I think I'm contagious. That's okay, Maddie. I think we're all willing to take the risk. Is that supposed to mean right. something I about this? Know. I don't know. Close your eyes and think good thoughts. They're going to need a lot of positive vibes to overcome yeah. that. Maybe life is about taking the risk, the but someone's got a cold. Oh, yeah. Explosion in Vegas. This is the end here. They're looking out as if it's spirits out there. And they're supposed to be hearing this song. Yeah, yeah someone's coming. playing it outside. Yeah, they're playing it outside. Coincidentally. Oh my God, this is so weird. I feel so uncomfortable. Perfect. Well, we'll have to tell him when he gets here. Oh, yeah. He'd like that. Yeah, he will. <laughs> he will. It's the things that you had a chance to say every day and didn't that you end up regretting. But ultimately, it's the things that he did every day that you end up remembering. Montage of uh, all his wild stuff. Yeah. I am called Don. I think it ends with like a sobriety hotline or something. Oh yeah, let's go to the end of this clip. I think it ends with a, like a quote. The George Orwell quote. The gods of comedy look down. <laughs> it made it too fast. That's a bold statement. <laughs> right, Kyle, now. The gods of comedy looked down upon you and smiled. Did I he mean, say that? Not based on the montage you just saw, yeah, but yeah, yeah. he was funny other times. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. No, he was yeah, good at what he did. He was, yeah, and he was missed. He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, with and I guess a lot I, of problems. I guess I would like the show I'm on to do something like that. Not the Fat Boy Slim, but that's very of the times. I, I watched the show. As you a did. Kid. You yeah. watched that live. I probably did. Wow. Maybe not that season. Yeah. But, no, I watched. You know, NBC. Yeah, all, must see TV. Must see yeah. TV. They they did. It was Thursday night, but then like, but it's Wednesday too now. Yeah, <laughs> everything's my CGV. Actually, Kyle, do you have that link I sent? Uh, yeah, that's the NBC lineup. Oh wow, yeah, NBC Thursday night, nineteen ninety six, seven o'clock. Friends, seven thirty. Single guy, suddenly Susan. Men behaving badly. I guess they got. Wait, swapped they got out. three shows there to explain that it was always Friends at seven, yeah. Seinfeld at eight. Oh, by the way, this is um, Wisconsin time. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so it'd be eight o'clock in New York. Yeah. But so in, I'll just, we'll go with New York time. So the 8 p.m. was Friends, 8 30 mm. would be random shows. Yeah. And then nine was Seinfeld, then 9 30, more random shows, then at 10, ER. 
Gotcha. And so suddenly Susan was in one of those 830 time slots at first, which yeah. is when it was a hit. Yeah. It started being a hit. Then they moved it to Monday night. Oh, okay. And that's where the ratings really dropped. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so then in, in its final season or its second final season, you know, the last one with David Strickland. Yeah. Suddenly Susan was in the 8 p.m. slot on Monday. Yes. So that was the friends of Monday night. I think that and the fact that David died was like the nail in the coffin. No pun intended. But yeah. uh, after that season four, like everyone left. Judd Nelson left. Uh, What's he got to do? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what business does he have leaving a network <laughs> sitcom? That That's what they should have asked him there. I don't know. I guess. The Breakfast Club too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he had really anything cooking at that time. No. Maybe he thought he did. He just didn't. Uh, maybe he just doesn't care about show business or anything. Uh, but Andrea Bendewald, who was on the show, too, I think she was one of the stars. She left. Uh, executive producer Steven Peterman left and Gary Donzig left. Um, mm. It was basically just Kathy Griffin and Brooke Shields there to kind of like wow take care of the show. And then they brought in Eric Idle also no. to, to fill the void. Yeah. Really? In season four. Yeah. Poor he played Eric like an old Idle. rich guy or something on it. They were canceled mid-season on season four, and the rest of the episodes were what they call burned off in the yeah. in, in the industry, in which they just you know they play them in the, like during the summer when no one else is watching, just to, <laughs> just because contractually they have to play them on air. Oh wow! Um, so they, they that's what they call burning off. I had to look that up myself. So <laughs> that's quite a compliment to bring in Monty Python to fill your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, I, I'm sure he needed the money. You know, I guess, you know. <laughs> no, he didn't. Of course he did. He's just a trooper. Yeah. You think those Monty Python residuals are really paying that much? Uh, well, he was in a lot of things, though, like Casper. and. Yeah. Can, can you name two more? <laughs> two more? Yeah. Of course. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. <laughs> what? That Disney World attraction. Yeah, okay. the, yeah. <laughs> he was in. He, I'll give you one. He's in European Vacation as the biker who gets uh, who gets hit by the family. A but you know, things. this is a big payday though. He must the Simpsons. Looked, he must have looked at that paycheck and been like, "Holy fuck!" And he knows it's probably just going to be a season anyway, and there's no pressure. Yeah, exactly. John Lovitz did the same thing for Phil Hartman. Yeah, he's in news in. radio, and they, they both killed the show. Yeah, they both killed the show. <laughs> <laughs> they got killed, and they killed the shows. Right. He's in a lot of Disney stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention was this insane New York Post headline after David's death. The headline was "Druggy suicide actor spend final days with hooker." That's the fucking headline mm. that the New York Post had. Yeah. He was born in New York. They really eat their own over there in New yeah. York. Just ask Alec Baldwin. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's beaten reporters <laughs> up in New York. I guess after this, Andy Dick was not okay. Um, he got in a drunk driving accident in which he hit a tree after news radio got canceled. So he took the news well. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably reeling off this and a couple of other things. And I think we have Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman too. Yeah, ninety nine. Long. Nineteen ninety was a crazy year, yeah. and it was only March, yeah, less than a year <laughs> before. The yeah, Phil Hartman thing. Uh, yeah, Andy Dick had a rough nineteen ninety nine, but he, I'm sure he kept rocking and rolling still. He must hate that Prince song. Which will all run nineteen ninety nine? We got a party. Gonna... Yeah, I'm sure he did party like nineteen ninety every day. <laughs> um, can you play that David Letterman clip? Yeah. 
to be What was the problem? Serious. Let's get right to the source. What alcoholism. Was the alcoholism. You're, you're an alcoholic. Yes. Yeah. And my name is Andy. Mm -hmm. And thank you. And thank you. Yeah. Well, I've got, I actually have 34 days today sober. Well. I love how we cheer that on every time a fucking celebrity says that. Yeah. Who, who filled my mug with gin? That. Paul? Hilarious. No, that not funny. It was a bit. Wasn't me. Yeah, good not one, funny. Andy. Well, whoever it was, not funny. He's right so, about that. So yeah. you, what, what, what is it we heard about? There was jinky, a, jinky, drivey, drivey, crashy, crashy. Right. Oh yeah, drunk uh, driving I is mean, so hilarious. You, know. you, you only could did. You should know maybe kill that. somebody <laughs> when you're yeah, doing that. Asshole. Kid. How old a guy are you? Thirty-three. Thirty-three years old. All right. So I okay. Know, so, I, now, so now, what I heard was the car out of control slams into a pole, and then you take off. Did, did that happen? Did you just run away? Like he remembers. Yeah, right. I, no. Someone's I, gonna well, applaud they that. Call it fleeing, but I didn't flee. Right. I was just. I was. I. I. I did. I did crash the car. Okay? Right. There's a lot of things that they say that are true and not true, and and uh, and I was walking. Okay. I was walking to my friends. Set the record straight. We're probably going to do that in court. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you, you still I have have to they're always out. confused that really Letterman show whether to laugh at what's going on. Well, that, that, that Seinfeld thing that just happened, uh, right? No, that was a different time. You mean the Michael Richards? Oh, that, that was way after. Yeah. Time for this? There's a chance. There's a chance. And the intern thing. Really? Anything could happen. I don't see. I don't see you doing well in prison. No. I see him doing very well. I see him thriving. So yeah, that's um, that's it. I, that's that's all I get here on uh, the David Strickland death or murder. We don't know. <laughs> it should be Andre Agassi. Yeah, <laughs> who murdered him in your conspiracy? I can't view? legally. I can't say. But like, where was Andre Agassi? That's my question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly, supposedly, Andre. Agassi. Yeah. Who hired this private investigator? Like, who paid for it? Yep. Like, hmm. Yeah. But then the I other... was at home shining my head, <laughs> getting my shine box. <laughs> the other suicide <laughs> attempts, though. Yeah, that's true. Like, what what accounts for that? Who knows? Maybe someone else tried to kill him another time. That's in this very vague theory. I'm just throwing out yeah. there as okay. a possibility. Was Hillary Clinton mad at him? Yeah, could now you're be. Vince Foster, you know they yeah. were friends, maybe. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> First Hillary Strickland, Clinton. now Epstein. The Clinton body count yes, gets bigger yeah. and bigger. She thought he was a baby, so yeah. she was trying to eat him. Yeah, yeah. Drink his blood. Yeah, I adrenochrome. Think that um, that what was it? The investigator that yeah. said that quote. Yeah, I tend to agree with him that you can't really explain. That was the detective in Las Vegas. The yeah. detective. That yeah. All those people that kill themselves in Vegas, yeah. you're never really going to find a satisfying I've answer. been down to that area. Like on a bachelor party, me and my friends just purposely got lost and we just started wandering around weird parts of Vegas. That's such a bad idea. Yes. Yes, but... It's so dangerous. <laughs> it is very dangerous, but this, it was actually like seven or eight in the morning after like a long like okay, bender yeah. of gambling well, and stuff. Well, we've also learned that's dangerous now. Dante yeah. Stallworth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't be walking around. It's Dwayne just, Haskins. It looks so crazy. It's like another fucking planet. It it looks like so bad. Yeah, it's like, horrific. In that, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> you should be sleeping. I know, I know. I should have been sleeping, but... I, or drinking safely inside a casino at eight in the morning. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, 
playing some blackjack. We like to go down to Old Vegas and just kind of see all the the filth and stuff. Not yeah. not filth, but I feel bad saying they that. cleaned it up over there. Old Vegas is like nice now. It's better, but mm, like yeah, yeah this I, I'm talking about back in like. 2003, 2005. Yeah, Yeah, that was like grimy town, man. Let me guess. It was Jeffrey Jones's idea. Yeah. (laughs) I remember. 11 times. (laughs) I remember one time we saw this cowboy, no shirt on, just drinking a big beer out of like a a football glass. And we're like, hey, uh, sir, where'd you get that? We want to get one of those. And the guy goes, shot right out of my ass. I'm (laughs) I'm like, all right, I don't think this guy wants to tell us where he got the beer. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah we just turned it right back around Cat- taxi check please, check, please. <laughs> so yeah that's um it, but david strickland i guess he just wanted to go down there and that's the obviously suicide theory that he just he was uh in a bad place went for a walk after having to deal with Andy dick for three days straight and just like he was already a you know a bipolar, you know, man, yeah. present person already, and those three days of a, a coke come down and like a like a booze hangover, yeah, is probably the worst feeling you'll ever feel in your life. Being mixed with not taking your meds and everything too, or you are, it still doesn't matter, yeah, because yeah. it just fucks up your brain chemistry. You could like barely move. You're so depressed. Like everything is just awful. Yeah, no theories on the hooker. No, very little about her. Yeah, uh, what happened in that that between the hours of like 1 and 3 a.m. is like the real question mark hours. We have no picture of her, image of her. No, no, no. no. Her name was Helga. Yeah. <laughs> she was this German yeah. dominatrix. Yeah, she wasn't a uh, online influencer or anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah, She. I think he just like wanted to spend his last couple hours with uh, not yeah. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, but this kind of like Las Vegas uh, sex worker, and it's like weird. I got Tiffany Amber Thiessen in her prime. Or I can go hang out with Andy Dick and some random hooker yeah. in a flea bag hotel. <laughs> yeah, in, in a yeah cigarette fucking an ashtray hotel somewhere. <laughs> what time we leaving, Andy? Yeah, <laughs> I've stayed in a hotel that bad before. Like I think a couple of years ago, I went out there just not knowing how bad this hotel was. Yeah, but there's like another world of Las Vegas that you just don't see sometimes. Yeah, yeah, or and- anywhere with those motels yeah it like it i've stayed at one on just you know on the road yeah and it's so creepy because yeah it reeks of cigarettes you can hear the people above you there's flies buzzing around yeah, yeah. It's drug you're, dens yeah you're just like what am i doing here it's a drug den yeah it's like a drug den mixed with like an hourly hotel where you go to hang out with a prostitute for like an hour yeah jesus yeah hourly rates are never good no. <laughs> no. That's the quote of this episode. Yeah, whether it's working at McDonald's yeah, or yeah. looking to have sex. It's never yeah. a good thing. Yeah. No. So. All right. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um R.I.P. David Strickland. Yeah, take it too soon. Twenty nine years old. That's crazy. Wow. That's young. That's very young. Yeah. He was gonna be a career sitcom star who yeah. make a bunch of money. What the fuck, man? That's what I was saying. Like, you know, I, I made that little comment after that tribute. Yeah. But it's true. You know, in his later career, he probably was going to actually do something sure. funny or better than Suddenly Susan. I, it's not like anyone's talking about when they talk about Kathy Griffin, like, oh, bring up the Suddenly Susan montage. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a forgotten thing she was doing in the 90s and she had this whole other career yeah. afterwards. She was decapitating yeah. the 
the, the president. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that was good stuff. Yeah, was David good. Strickland might have, you know. He decapitated. Decapitated. George the W. Bush, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just never know when it comes to, you know, people being suicidal and stuff. You know, we were talking about how he had everything and that could have been, you know, in his mind that like nothing's ever going to get better than this. So I might yeah. as well go now. Because if you're depressed anyway, you're depressed thinking about the future and how shitty that's going to be. Right. Well, there's also you're other... already at the top of your game and you're still not happy. Yeah, maybe that's it too. Yeah. Um, or he's like, I just want more and more and more and I got cut out of this movie and maybe my agent hasn't called me back in two days so my, my life's over. Yeah. Some people think like that. You know, they just like, they don't move on to the next day to, to like wait till they're in a better mind frame. Yeah. Or Andre Agassi came in swinging a tennis racket. Yeah. <laughs> You want fucking blood. (laughs) He staged the hanging. (laughs) That was weird, the part about the dent in his forehead. Yeah. (laughs) That was shaped like a tennis racket. It said Mead on it. M-E-A, the uh, the tennis racket company. Oh, there you go. Or Dunlop. I I forget. I don't know. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'll believe anything you say right now about the name of the tennis brand. I'm just saying this could have happened. Who knows? You know, he he had a house for it. I know what happened, (laughs) actually. Okay. I think he was just really fucked up. Yeah. And it wasn't a particularly great week because he thought it was embarrassing to be cut out of the movie or something. I think and he was under he was under pressure. He was supposed to be in court. He wasn't happy about that either. He probably just felt like a fuck up. And it was a momentary thing. But as they always say, a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Yeah. And that's what it was. He just did it in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Christopher on Sopranos would say that there's no uh, temporary solution to a permanent problem. There you go. And it comes full circle to the Sopranos. Goes back to the family. Yeah, the family. (laughs) Um, (laughs) When you're here, your family. Yeah, your family. Yeah, when you're at the Oasis Motel, your family. <laughs> and an Andy Dick's case. Only for the next hour, Only though. for the next hour. <laughs> then you got to pay up. 105. And in an Andy Dick's case, when you're queer, your family. <laughs> Is that what we ended on? No, shit. <laughs> <laughs> now pass me that dime bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas Andy Dick, he has no shame in whatever he does. No. He's like, you know, he's like, you know, he, he basks in how fucked up he gets. And he continued to thrive career-wise <laughs> yeah, yeah. after this. Gets You'd think every- it would be a setback, but no. he was in a whole nother sitcom in the 2000s. Yeah, I can't even think of the name right now. It was Sarah Rue. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Mm. She was the star of it. He had a whole nother sitcom. My only Andy Dick story was when me and my friends we did improv, and we he lived down the street here in Studio City, and he lived next door, and he came in and judged our improv. And really? gave us a suggestion and sat in with us. Wow. And then he's like, we're like, we got a show down at I.O. West. He's like, you want to come? And they named the uh, the back theater for him called the Andy Dick Theater because he paid for it. And then wow. after he I went. Maybe he just did some infamous things back there. Well, he did. Okay. And that's why they renamed it the Del Close Theater. Oh, really? Because he went completely insane. Yeah. Let's name it after another maniac. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah Del Close is also crazy. But um, but then that night we drove him down there. He came with us because he can't drive, and he went completely insane. Yeah, at the bar, and then he, he, I guess he was dating some guy, and the guy was supposed to be there, Jesus and then we just Christ. left him there. We never, I've never seen him since. Wow. Yeah, we would need six hours to go over 
the latter part of his career <laughs> I know, it's and crazy. life. He, it, he's yeah. just nonstop in he's trouble. Yeah. And, you know, he was licking people at the roast. He had a show on the Howard Stern serious yeah. channel called The Shit Show. And then he shit on Howard Stern. Yeah, Howard then Stern he hated him. Burned that He bridge. said some weird Jewish stuff about Howard Stern. Yeah. On the Howard Stern channel. On the channel. Itself. He's like, Jesus. fuck this, Andy. Yeah, yeah, Howard Greg Stern. A uh, Greg Fitzsimmons show. Yeah, he, yeah. He yeah. went on he did, ranting yeah. about Howard Stern. Yeah, and then and Andy called it. But yeah, we could do hours yeah, on I this. I'm saying <laughs> yeah. he's such a crazy like we even had clips we can get to maybe on the postmortem but yeah post he, was, he was pulled off of the jimmy kimmel show because he was feeling up ivanka trump yeah oh my you God. know it was it's just non-stop yeah. with this guy yeah and david strickland that's just another Tip thing in his life yeah. yeah yeah he's got so many that's like a ha- that's a half a chapter chapters. In his life. Yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> the uh sitcom that he was on with sarah rue was less than perfect Okay. Four seasons. And it was less than funny. Hello. But four seasons, that's still that's a good chunk of money. Yeah, he's he was crushing it. He was, he was just collecting souls and getting more famous. That's all he was doing. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like a vampire. Yeah. Like Shang Song. I see vampires. <laughs> Bring it back to Mystic <laughs> River. We are coming way totally full circle. Is that my vampires in there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you see vampires too? <laughs> um, he definitely made a deal with the devil. How be, else do you explain it? Still be alive. Well, he, he's getting slammed by people in uh, New Orleans. He just got fucking knocked out. Some... Uber uh, Eats driver just like almost killed him on video the other day. Like, oh wow! I don't know how he keeps going. He must wake up every morning hungover and like concussed. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a post mortem like next week. About yeah, 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 yeah. We and do Kyle, it. it's we'll a fun, it. a fun. Ex- Oops, sorry, Mark. I just hit his microphone <laughs> oh, accidentally. <laughs> Whoops. Alejandro's violently just um, <laughs> flailing his arms around. Why don't you just for fun Google the name Andy Dick and let's see what the hell comes up for recent story? Just the first one. Uh, gun pulled during Andy Dick live stream. Cops make welfare check. Thank you. Oh my God, he's not. That's funny. really all you have to do for that guy. Andy <laughs> Dick. Google him, and the most recent story will be something very <laughs> sordid and fucked up. Andy yeah. Dick got a visit from cops after his angry roommate pulled a gun while live on the web. <laughs> of course. Well, he's got a roommate now, so that's either code for boyfriend or he's actually fucking broke, which would be sad. I, probably the latter. I, I think, think it's he, both. Both, probably, yeah. Because I think he's like a, he's like a Norm Macdonald type. He gets all these industry money. Yeah. He just burns it. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, on that note, um, follow us on Instagram. Yes. And the email has been hot lately. Yeah. Can you give oh, yeah. them the email, Mark? Uh, just a reminder, our email is at deathandentertainment at gmail.com. Thank you very much for vindicating me out there. Yeah, Nazi Cola, Nazi Orange Col- Fanta. I know. Don't don't quiz me on my Nazi Cola, motherfuckers. And you know what? <laughs> if you're not interested in Lil Peep, don't listen to the episode then. Oh, Alejandro is fucking miffed here. Feel free to skip it. You think I care if The you life skip of Walter... <laughs> The life of Walter Miffy over here. Hello! <laughs> Don't insult Kyle's favorite movie. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Not even the first half, the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, the whole I thing. I, I can admit when a movie lags in the yeah. second half, like downsizing. <laughs> yeah, downsizing first half. Um, our Twitter is at DiePod2021. And our uh, YouTube YouTube is, is really uh, uh, death and entertainment. YouTube's on fire. On fire these yeah. days. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people mad at us. 
a lot of people loving us. It's okay. People, yeah. There it's was, like Radio Ra- Raheem and Spike Lee. Love yeah. and then the hate. <laughs> there was someone just wrote on YouTube, I stopped listening after five minutes. I find nothing funny about the station fire or... Uh, talking about the Atkins yeah. guy. Or the Atkins guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some Atkins stands out there that's yeah. like defending it's him. It's like, apparently he was a big Atkins fan. Yeah, because that's all we got to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we didn't even get to the station yet. <laughs> and this guy's a real moron because he spelled Atkins wrong. He did. With, did with a D. Instead ah, of a T. What a yeah. fucking Adkins biggest fan over here doesn't even know how to spell. What a That's fool. Right. Take <laughs> that fucko. You're on the shit list. <laughs> All right, we're just gonna go down and start shitting on people. And fuck you, JoJo twenty twenty one. But if you're still listening at this point, you're one of the good people. Yes. <laughs> you're one of the ones we love. Someone's in a straitjacket somewhere, just, just <laughs> nodding their head. <laughs> no, it only no. took us 30 episodes for uh, Alejandro to say one of the good ones. So, Oh. <laughs> well, when you turn 30, you know. <laughs> you let loose. You get dirty. <laughs> you, you stop caring. Yeah. Um, All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Next week it is. Adios. Adios. Bye. You have just heard a true Hollywood murder mystery. I have never seen anything like this before. The movies, Broadway, music, television, all of it. A place that manufactures nightmares. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Good night. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon.